I'm Ray. And I'm Charlotte. And this is The Midnight Record. The Midnight Record. Yeah, so this is one of our more freeform episodes, mm-hmm. and this is going to be a true crime news segment this week. Um, yeah, and we're going to talk about Lauren Smith's fields, her, mm-hmm. her death, what is currently going on with the investigation, the timeline, and then also just sort of like the problematic issues we're seeing yeah. with the covering of this story and, that her yeah. case has gotten so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, honestly, like, so we obviously, a couple months ago, we saw everything with the Gabby Petito case. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a big, I don't know, it's a big one that we, we ended up hearing about a lot of other cases that needed attention from the attention that Gabby's case was getting. Right. And while we aren't saying that Gabby's case didn't deserve attention, there are some other cases that don't get the attention they deserve because it's not a quintessentially pretty white woman. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, missing white woman syndrome. Right, right. right. So I guess what we're kind of how we're going to format this is I'm going to go over a bit of what's happened with the case um, and where we're at. And then we'll just kind of discuss and discuss the issues with it. For sure. So on December 12th, 2021, Lauren Smith Fields was found dead in her Bridgeport, Connecticut apartment. But police did not notify the family of her death. Instead, the family found after found out after visiting Lauren's home and discovering a note on the door from her landlord. When her mother and brother showed up at the apartment to check on her last month, they noticed the note which said, If you're looking for Lauren, call this number. When Lauren's family finally learned of her death from a detective, almost two days had gone by since she passed. The detective told the family the rationale behind not contacting them was that the authorities didn't need to. I had never heard of this even happening. Like, what do you mean they didn't need to? It doesn't make any sense. No. Like, that's part of the process. You notify the family. Like, they knew who she was. Mm -hmm. Lauren's brother, Tavar, recalled the detective's words. We had her passport and her ID, so we knew who she was. And had already performed an autopsy on her body at the medical examiner's office. So, like I said, they knew who she was. So, why wasn't the family contacted? Right. Tavar also mentioned that the call with the detective was cut short after he hung up on Tavar and his father. So, not only are we having them not be notified and be rightfully upset, but they're being told by law enforcement that... They didn't need to tell them. And when they kind of ask for answers, they're just getting hung up on. Like, no. No. Not okay. On Monday, January 24th, the Connecticut Medical Examiner's Office ruled Lauren's death an accident and attributed it to acute intoxication due to the combined effects of fentanyl, prescription drugs, and alcohol. The prescription drugs found in Lauren's system were promethazine and hydroxyl hydroxyzine, which are commonly used for sedative purposes. The last person to see Lauren alive was her bumble date, who reported her death to the police. On the morning of her death, Lauren, who is a black woman, like we have talked about, had been with a white man that she had met on the dating app Bumble. According to a police report obtained by the local news, Lauren's death or Lauren's date said when he woke up in the morning next to her, she was not breathing and there was blood coming out of her right nostril. So he called 911. 
The officer who reported to the scene said the man was trembling and visibly shaken, even looked frantic. But with all this, the police have refused to question Lauren's date, according to a notice of claim to sue filed by the family's lawyer. They said, when we asked about this guy, the police said he was a nice guy. There was no need to investigate. This is another thing that just doesn't make sense. Like, it's common practice to just, that's who she was with. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you not question who she was with? Just because it was like this 37-year-old white man. Nice guy. Like, I mean, a lot of uh, murderers have seemed like nice, nice guys on the outside. And then ended up being terrible, shitty people. Well, I'm like, I I don't know. Also, the other issue is that she had fentanyl in her system, which is something that I don't really know that they needed to release because I feel like that's the narrative that, unfortunately, people of color get is like when they die by by accident, which if this is an accident, then that is actually horrific. But Mm -hmm. um, that they die from drug overdoses because they're people of color, which is just like something that I'm not sure needed to necessarily be thrown out there. However, more than uh, 1,350 people died from drug overdoses in Connecticut in 2021, according to state's data, and fentanyl was the most common drug Mm -hmm. involved with those deaths. Right. Um, Because it is incredibly easy to overdose. Yes. Which is why it's important that you should always have Narcan on you because in case you see someone. Right. And it's just, it's so common now too. Like people are like pretty consistently getting drugs that they think are one thing and they're like laced with fentanyl. Yep. Like, especially a lot of times I feel like, like things such as cocaine, like a lot of people don't think and just like, it's a very, it's a very common drug to be used like on a night out in New York. Yeah. And People don't think they just like they're like oh this it'll be like a quick ten minute high pick me up but then it's laced with fentanyl and you die yeah like it's terrifying yeah it's really it's really horrific um, and you know again like we will talk about this multiple times during this episode but the thing that I keep coming back to is if she was a white woman we literally just saw with Gabby Petito. Why, why is it not talked about more? Why are people not, um, why is the police seemingly not taking this very seriously? Like, it looks like they're not taking it seriously at all. Like, uh, there's also a claim filed that says police missed some significant details in Lauren's home, such as a sedative pill, bloodied sheets, and a used condom. This potential evidence wasn't processed on the scene until two and a half weeks after Lauren's death. But I think in the in recent days, in the past couple days, after weeks of receiving ongoing national criticism for how they vastly mishandled investigating the circumstances around Lauren's death, there was even, like, celebrities actually tweeting about it, like, trying to get this, like, case out there for more eyes to see. Uh, the Connecticut authorities have opened up a criminal inva- investigation finally, but it shouldn't take all of this to do the right thing. Exactly. It shouldn't take national uh, outcry and, like, I feel like they're doing they're doing it more so to have themselves not look bad, not because they were doing the right thing or wanting to like uh, get just possible justice for this woman. Exactly, and the two well, one 
I found an article on TMZ that literally uh, came out hours ago Mm -hmm. um, about rapper B.I.A., who is with Cardi B becoming two, they're like two of the largest voices. um, Yeah, Cardi B is one that talked about it a lot. On social media. And Cardi B, of course, has made the argument as well of, well, if she was a white girl, you know, and again, I think that. I'm so hype. Personally, I'm so hyper aware of it because of everything that just happened with Gabby Petito. Mm-hmm. And obviously already seeing like, wait, hold on. There are 700 missing and murdered like indigenous women in this area right. that like no one has talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, that like yet another woman of colors, like specifically woman of color, it has died and they don't know why and they're not doing anything about it Mm -hmm. and my other thought is like what if her bumble date had been black right yeah i bet you anything they would have dragged his ass into the or yeah and even imagine it flipped black a black man and a white woman exactly like yeah we we know what would go down yeah exactly we know yeah he would have been questioned immediately like Mm -hmm. it's just they wouldn't have waited weeks right or like needed the push from the public to do it which is just so silly. Yeah. It's just really sad, too, because she was so young and, like, had so much potential in her life. She was only 23. She was a student. Uh, she was also a TikTok influencer. Mm-hmm. Like, she just had so much potential. And it just, whether it was an accident or whether it was a murder, like, she it was just cut way too short, basically. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And her birthday just past yes like on the on january 23rd she would have been 24 years old so that's so sad it's saying matthew la fontaine i don't i guess that's how every article i've read has not named him yet Hmm. so i don't know um but so the family had to beg the detectives to collect evidence found in her apartment they were told like that they didn't have to worry about this guy because he's quote unquote a really nice guy Mm -hmm. and the family has, there has been an outcry from the family that, like, their daughter is dead, and this person potentially may just get to walk away from all this. Right. And that's just not fair. I mean, they just need to, I don't understand why there are these huge gaps in our justice system when it comes to, I mean, I do, racism. But, right. like, why are, why, why are you not putting this energy towards this man that you did with Brian Laundry, or you know right. why you're not pushing this to if he's such a if he's such a quote unquote good guy I mean obviously he's cooperating but like wouldn't he want to help wouldn't right he want- what like at least at the very least to know like answers of like what exactly went down that night like if she had taken something what it was like you know just like he should be interviewed like thoroughly exactly and his whole his whole life needs to be picked apart. Right. They need to go through all of the things in his apartment. They need to look at that blood that's on the sheets and make sure that it's just Lauren's and yeah. it's not also his, you know. Um, I did read that the blood on the sheets potentially came from the blood that was coming out of her nose. Mm-hmm. But, of course, that has not been, like, fully confirmed because... The forensic labs only just got the DNA a few weeks ago. Right. They didn't even bother to look at it which is like a month or 
few weeks after this happened. So I just don't understand why there isn't a, why is there like no energy being put into this by the Bridgeport PD? Yeah. I just don't get it. Also, the fact that this is not the only black woman who died on that day and their family was not reached out to. Yeah, let's talk about that. Is crazy. Yeah, so there's a second family in Bridgeport, Connecticut, um, who says that the city's police department badly mishandled the death of a black woman on the same day as Lauren's death. Um, So that's December 12, 2021. And... NBC News reports that 23-year-old Brenda Rawls was found dead in her Bridgeport home after her family, who normally spoke to her daily, didn't hear from her from her for several days. And that's another sim- similarity with Lauren's case is that her mother yeah, sent her heard. multiple texts and was like, "Why are you not picking? Why are you not answering my texts?" Mm-hmm. Which was a very odd. Rawls' death is yet undetermined, but the circumstances of her passing and her family's allegations about the police response are similar to those Mm -hmm. of Lauren Smith Fields, who was, of course, also found dead in her apartment. Also had to, again, there are just too many similarities. And what is it about this one specific day that the Bridgeport PD didn't actually go to the families? Right. Like, why are we not going to the families? Since when is that a thing like were they busy were they busy on that day they were just so busy they were too busy the family has said that they treated brenda like she was a jane doe like they found her on the side of the road with no identification and they have no respect for her which is absolutely true because they didn't they acted like she didn't have any family when obviously she was incredibly close with her family i just don't get it i mean it's just crazy that they're just not notifying these families when they clearly have the ability to figure out who they are and let them know that their loved one has died. 100%. So I guess I'll go into like, I found a bit more of a play by play of how the night allegedly went down. So like I said, Lauren um, and this man who was a bit older than her, they had met about three days earlier on Bumble before um, they decided to meet in person. And it looks like they didn't, they didn't like go on a date out of the house. He came to her apartment, which first off, I would say just, I mean, we've had our dating episode. I would, I personally would say never do a date in your home on the first date. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> like obviously no vic, no victim blaming, no victim shaming, just as like a kind of, protocol for anybody who's listening Mm -hmm. like i would say make sure you're going somewhere in public make sure like like we talked about before like make sure your friends know make sure you're somewhere in public like cover your bases to try to protect yourself as much as you can but anyway he came to our apartment and brought a bottle of casamigos tequila and they took shots before lauren became ill and vomited in the bathroom she apologized, and the two continued drinking, eating, playing games, and watching a movie. She, she then was texting her brother throughout the night and said that he, her brother was going to be dropping something off for her and went outside for a few minutes. The items were dropped off, and it was allegedly things he and his sister had bought while Christmas shopping ahead of a family holiday celebration. She then went to the bathroom for 10 to 15 minutes before returning to watch a movie and drink with the date. 
She then fell asleep on the couch and he carried her to the bedroom, placed her on the bed and laid down next to her before falling asleep. The date told police he woke up at 3 a.m. to use the bathroom and he heard Lawrence snoring. He woke up again around 6.30 and found her motionless with the blood coming out of her nose and called, and that's when he called 911. She was pronounced dead at 6.49 a.m. and they noted that she had likely been dead for at least an hour and kind of how we talked about the evidence earl- earlier, they took her passport, her cell phone, uh, over $1,000 in cash and a credit card. We had we had her passport. We knew who she was. Like we had said earlier, she was identified. The family could have been um, known. And why didn't they collect some of this other important evidence? Like the blood, like the condom, like, like anything. I feel like a death like this should be automatically treated as a homicide and then have that ruled out after like as an afterthought like you should cover your bases first treat it as a homicide and if it ends up being accidental and you can prove that then at least you had the things that you needed in case it was a homicide i mean it's literally better safe right better be safe than sorry you know make sure you grab everything even if it doesn't if you don't think it necessarily pertains to the the death you know. Yeah. And like we said, the detective did not attempt to call the family. Um, he gave the landlord his number to give to the family if they came to the apartment. It just doesn't make any sense. And protocol indicates um, within 24 hours, the family should be notified. And the family ended up calling him, like I said earlier, uh, They said he promised to come to their home to discuss the investigation, but never arrived. They kept calling him back, asking him if he was coming. And he said, listen, don't call me anymore. We're working on it. And the family said he had no kind of empathy or anything for the family. Family. According to Cross and Mayor Joe Gannam, the detective was taken off the case. um, And he alleged that it will now be a full and fair investigation and he echoed the family's frustration yeah i'm glad that detective was at least taken off the case should be fired in my opinion but yeah i don't know like like there's no rationale for it like the detective was just like don't contact me like we haven't heard even like like you said even if they were like oh we're busy like there there was no rationale Mm mm-hmm I also find it interesting that it said, like, she was sick and everything like that. Like, it's it seems like not long after they started drinking is when she was sick. Like, feeling sick. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, it said they, like, came in, like, took a couple shots, and then she, like, ended up in the bathroom. But I guess it doesn't really give a timeline, so who knows exactly how much they had been drinking. It might have also, like, uh, competed with the medication that she was taking right. as well and just didn't realize that. She was going to have that reaction. Right. It just, I, I hate that they did have this first date um, at her home because it just, there's no other witnesses. Like, she's gone and now it's like the authorities aren't doing their due diligence and it's really, like, he's the only eyewitness to everything that went down that mm-hmm. night. So we have him and then we have the authorities not doing their job and the family's just kind of 
left in the dust trying to put the pieces together and trying to amplify their voice when they shouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, the authorities should be there to help them and help amplify the case so they don't have to. Right. And I mean, the slow response from law enforcement and the delayed news coverage mm-hmm. of Lauren's death absolutely um, amplifies the conversation that we have around you know, missing white woman syndrome, which apparently was a phrase that was coined by PBS anchor Gwen Ifill like two decades ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously, as the name like describes, it's it's about the attention that is paid towards white women who are in harm's way. And then the difference between how the media covers white women and black women in or any other woman of color in the media. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the... Obviously, I want to make sure that the case is thoroughly investigated and this guy is put through the ringer as far as conversations with police go. But mm-hmm. also, I think that it's just a conversation that we need to keep having. Why, do, why does the media paint black women in... X light and then white woman in Y white light, you know, in the media. Yeah. And I guess some people's argument with this would be that like, well, we didn't know where Gabby's body was. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the first like couple, you know, week or so of the news coverage. But then once they found her body, her remains, there was still this like, well, now we have to find Brian and it's like all these things. And like, of course we want justice for Gabby, but we also want justice for Lauren. We want justice for Brenda. We want justice for, we want justice for like everyone who's had to, who's been murdered. Right. You know? Right. Literally. Like, obviously we know realistically that not every case is going to reach the level of like Gabby Petito. Like, Unfortunately, there are so many, uh, like, people getting murdered and, like, bad things happening along those lines that not every case is going to be, like, national, crazy, widespread news. But it is, it's just, the thing that we're more concerned about is this inequality of the cases that are widespread like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I think, if I think about, like, if you think about really any of the... The really, like, viral, crazy cases, even back to, like, JonBenet Ramsey. Like, we're seeing we're seeing a pattern here. And we're not seeing these cases of people of color being represented or being talked about as much. And that's an issue. No, 100%. I mean, it does come down to representation, right? Yeah. Like, even in the people who are delivering n- news on a national level, how many people, like, how many person people of color are anchors right. on a national level. Right. And of course that plays into who watches certain news mm-hmm. programs. And then that also goes into what news you're getting. And it's just like a huge snowball effect. Yeah. Right. So obviously representation across the board needs to continue to be talked about and continue to be amended. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really sad that I had to learn about this case via TikTok. Yeah, someone me too. being like, yep. Someone being like, hi, you haven't heard about this, and here's why. And it was, like, two weeks ago. And yeah. I'm like, 
it's been a month since she died. Right. And I'm just now hearing about this. Yeah. Whereas days after Gabby went missing, it was, it was all over like the news. Like wildfire, yeah. You know, and again, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to downplay what happened to Gabby. I hope that that's coming off as very apparent. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not trying to downplay that. But I'm just trying to, like, focus on the energy and the attention that both of these cases Right, it's just the fact that she should be getting the same energy that Gabby got. We should want justice just as much for Lauren. And I will say, a lot of people criticize TikTok for... I mean, especially the TikTok true crime community, but like, like you just said, we found out about this case through TikTok, not through the media because they weren't doing their job. So sometimes other people have to take the reins and amplify this family and this woman who got, well, this woman's voice. Right. So on another note, um, the man's... Name has been confirmed. This is the Connecticut Post. Uh, His name is Matthew LaFontaine. And his lawyer has confirmed he's representing him. And he had been previously identified by the family uh, before law enforcement officials had. And this is him. Oh, because of... Okay. He's giving Chris Watts. Oh, no. He's giving, Don't say that. He's giving Chris Watts. <laughs> giving me very Chris Watts. He kind of looks like him. I'm sure in the coming weeks, and as this plays out now that it is a criminal investigation, we're going to get more information. Um, Absolutely. Well, and But that's kind of how these episodes go. Yeah. I mean, and of course, Bumble founder and CEO Whitney mm-hmm. Wolf heard posted a statement on Instagram extending her full support to Lauren's family, Mm -hmm. and the statement reads as follows. For those who may not know, this past December, one of our Bumble community members, Lauren Smithfield, a vibrant young woman, passed away before her time in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Lauren's passing has sparked a range of emotions for all those following her case. Like you, I am deeply, deeply saddened by this loss and eager for her family and friends to get the answers they seek. As the circumstances around Lauren's untimely death are still under investigation, our team has offered our full support to Lauren's family as well as the Bridgeport police. As a mother, my heart goes out to Lauren's parents and loved ones. Every parent deserves to know what happened to their children, and Lauren deserves nothing less than our collective attention and thorough and serious investigation. Which, I will say, that's probably... I mean, I don't know, in my opinion, probably the best way that they could have addressed that. Mm-hmm. You know, they are calling to action for the Bridgeport Police Department. They mm-hmm. are publicly saying that they are here to support the family and to cooperate with the police in any way, shape, or form that they can. So, you know, accessing the messages or, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously has, like, empathy for what is happening. Mm-hmm. I think that was, like... A really well... Well done company response. Yeah, it's it was a great... Like, yeah. I mean, I know, of course, it's corporate and they're sort of doing it to for their own, you know... Like, benefit at the benefit, same time. Yeah. But, but, I mean... Yeah, at the same time, it's always going to be looked at like a double-edged, almost. Because we definitely don't want them not saying anything, but the most we can expect is them to 
like actually like put some thought and actual like emotion into the response and mm-hmm. i think they they did do that well mm-hmm. because of course we've we've seen corporations uh kind of give responses that were not good mm-hmm. to like certain issues like whether it be i think we saw it sometimes with like black lives matter and things mm-hmm. like that so i yeah i think they for what it is they did deliver a nice statement absolutely um i also like uh that founder Wendy Wolf I, I believe she worked for Tinder and was getting like discriminated against and decided to do like a more women driven dating app yeah that's why yeah that's how Bumble is you know it's Bumble is my dating app of choice Bumble's for sure. where Aaron and I met yeah <laughs> I mean like I have I uh, despise Tinder. Yeah. And um, mainly because obviously I feel like there's a ton of like misogyny, but there's also Mm -hmm. like a ton of like fat phobia. And Mm. as like a woman of size, like I am just so over like seeing in people's profiles, like, uh, if you weigh over, it's like, shut the fuck up. Like also, why is that even in your profile? Like, you're supposed to be selling yourself, not putting other people down. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, if I was like, you have to be 5'9 or above to ride this ride. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To, like, go on a date with me. Right. Like, like that, I would immediately be like, oh, so what, oh, so what do you have? It's like, shut up. Like, well, even if I was, like, six foot and above, like, only. Right. Then I would get so many messages that are like, oh, yeah. you're a bitch because you think oh, yeah. it's like. Uh, you know, so anyway, so definitely not Tinder. Um, Hinge is like very hit or miss with me. Here, I, I liked Hinge. The pe- but the people it just that wasn't Hinge enough people. tells me that like, oh my god, you guys are so compatible. Oh, yeah. I like look at their profiles and I'm like, not quite. Never in my life. Not look. quite. I liked the like I like the concept of Hinge, and I felt like it was like it was good for a conversation starter because like you kind of had to like like if you like liked one of their questions, you could like reply. Like I don't know. It, I just. I like I the setup like, of it. I do like that aspect of Hinge, but Bumble has now added something similar right, to that. Right, right. Where you can do, um, or you can, like, prompts? play. Yeah, you can pl- you can send prompts to mm-hmm. the person. And so, like, you write your answer, and then when they write theirs, then, yeah. you know, then you get to see both of them. Um, I, I do hope that Bumble has, like, the voice memo thing now. Yeah. <laughs> um, because what is the... Oh, Hinge, Hinge has it. Also, what I liked about Hinge, too, is the the ability to see, like, people who have liked you. Like, Bumble, you just kind of got to go through. But Hinge is like, these people have liked you. Do you like them back? And I, I did like that. Yes, absolutely. Um, it kind of, like, <laughs> takes some of the work out. <laughs> Although half the time I wouldn't like the people back, but... Oops. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, yeah, it says it's, like designed to be deleted Mm -hmm. right which i'm like work um but wait where is my profile yeah i like their marketing for hinge too there's this one or this one commercial i keep seeing of like it's the little fun fuzzy like hinge logo and it's just getting like killed left and right because people are like falling in love yeah no and i i love i just feel like i have a better selection of Right. People on Bumble. But I do I love how um, Hinge has, like, a voice prompt now. Mm-hmm. That and came after I've been off the app, so I haven't been able to use it, but I've seen it on TikTok. Well, now my quick rant is about how Daenerys and Game of Thrones... I'm sorry, guys. We are definitely going on a tangent. But, like, Daenerys <laughs> and Game of Thrones, how everyone was like, 
oh my god, she's she's murdering all these people. It's like, she said she was going to take everything with fire and blood, and bitch, she fucking took it. <laughs> like, and I, that has really helped me filter through people, too, because I've literally had people respond to that specifically. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, oh, well, she was, like, basically a Nazi. And I was like, that, Is that I true? don't <laughs> think, no. And also, no. No. <laughs> You're wrong. But thank you for helping me swipe left. Yeah. Thank you for playing. I'm going to say (laughs) bye-bye. But yeah, anyway, it's just, uh, yeah, I just. Uh, The world of dating apps. uh, The world of dating apps. And, you know, it's always just important to be so smart and Mm -hmm. like. I'm glad to hear that she was like texting her brother the whole night, and I really, right. I really do hope it turns out to just be an accident of like right. her taking, because I know she was taking a couple of prescriptions mm-hmm. meds. Plus, she took a sleep sedative, mm-hmm. and she did have fentanyl in her system. But I don't know where that came, came into from play. necessarily. Um, right. I mean, obviously, we would like for it. I mean, we would like for her to still be here, but we would like for it to just have been an accident and not have somebody have like physically taken her away. Right. Um, because they're saying that the amount of fentanyl that she had in her system was like, they haven't said necessarily that it was the cause of an overdose, but Mm -hmm. they're also not saying that it wasn't the cause of an overdose. So I don't know how much she actually had in her system, but, um, I, yeah, I hope it does actually come out that it was just an accident. It was just a tragic, untimely death. Mm -hmm. And, that this man didn't have anything to do with it, but yeah. I do hope if he does have anything to do with it, that that then, comes to light really quickly. Yeah. Agreed. And we can get justice for her and, you know, for Brenda as well. Hopefully the Bridgeport PD gets their heads out of their asses and actually, yeah. I don't know, does their jobs. Is that too hard to, like, Here's ask hoping. for? I think, I mean, obviously, as this case uh, progresses, we'll keep you guys updated. Yes. We'll, um if anything, like, important happens, we'll talk about it throughout the episodes. Or even if, like, when it come, everything comes to light, maybe we'll do an update episode if it's, like, something big. Or if it's not, we'll just update in one of the episodes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Or we'll post it on our Instagram. Um, yeah. And we'll keep you guys posted on, you know, things that come to light. Like, we, like we've been doing on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. But... Speaking of Instagram, Speaking Ray, of- do you want to tell the good people where they can find us? Yeah, sure. The Midnight Record at gmail. Hello? At gmail.com. <laughs> I- the Midnight Record on Instagram and TikTok at TMRPod on Twitter and the Midnight Record at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast listening platforms. It really helps us out. It does. And uh, it gives us great feedback on what you're looking for also feel free to email us dm us whatever whatever's on your mind you know if there's a case that you want us to cover send it over Mm -hmm. if you have a fun hometown story send it over if you had a scary paranormal experience we'd be happy to do another paranormal episode just like send just send it over send it our way you know for sure yeah um i'm gonna be doing uh I planned it like a TikTok soon asking people to stitch with their paranormal experiences. So if you have one, do that and we might feature a couple of those stories on the podcast. 
Also, so. don't forget to follow us both personally, mm-hmm. which is Ray underscore spirits mm-hmm. on all social media and at Charlotte Seabird on all social yeah. media that will also be in the show notes as well. Until next time. I'll see you at midnight. I'll see you at midnight. You might. <laughs>